This is Kyla. This is Jess. Welcome to Broads Abroad. We're two broads abroad. <laughs> this podcast talks about adapting and settling in abroad, health and wellness abroad, food and shopping abroad. Okay, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Let's talk about community, parenting, dating, travel, women and culture, women at work, women and leadership. Pretty much this podcast talks about everything you need to know about living abroad, staying abroad, surviving abroad, getting, getting abroad. abroad. <laughs> I think we're going to need wine. Definitely, definitely going to be. Oh, women and wine. Women and oh, wine. There you go. All right. Please join us for Broads Abroad. Can't wait. Ready, go. All right. We are live with Broads Abroad pod slash broadcast can we call it a broadcast? broadcast we're broadcasting broads abroad this is how it works i think so i mean this this whole like social distancing has has made us rethink the way that we um approach our podcast and Absolutely. so we're tempting a screen audio slash screen cast of our broad flash podcast and Which we actually have. I like the slash. The slash is making me very, very motivated. I know slashes are really motivating. It's like two for one. It's like everything's. You know, you're getting a deal. Like it's with like all of these bogos things online, we're getting a deal. Yes, bogos. Okay. And yes, we're getting bogos. <laughs> and we, although actually, our podcast is available for all, it's true. And and we're gonna put this up on our podcast, but we're also gonna we're gonna put the video. Hopefully, if it if it ends up staying PG, which we hope it does. But the reason why it may not is because we have invited some friends to join us. And so they're going to be um, jumping in here soon. We'll see them pop up um, one at a time. But we thought it would be kind of cool to do a podcast. And again, super spontaneous. That's sort of the theme of, oh, here comes. <laughs> but what? Did Hello. you guys know? Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> this is great. Well, Kyla was just about to introduce that we were having guests and that we're mm -hmm. going to be popping in, and we were just about to talk about the topic of today's show, but I know we have some more guests jumping in, so. We'll yeah, and, and as we wait for them to arrive, the, the interesting thing about mine and, and Jessica's podcast thus far is that it does maintain an element of spontaneity. It does. In oh. that we, <laughs> That's so surprising. Not as you can see in here. <laughs> As, as you guys logged in for your Wine Wednesday Zoom, and here we are having a podcast slash broadcast. Oh, it's a broadcast. Who knew? A, knew? Different, a different... A broadcast podcast. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it will end with Kate doing a song, I think. Ooh, I think we're going <laughs> to... I think. Maybe a little baby and song. Let, let it go. go. Let it go. No, no, that not is yet, not the yet. song I had in mind. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I like big butts and I cannot, not, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll see we'll what wait. happens. Because, because what the happens. thing is, is this is, we've got to stay true to the nature of this broadcast podcast, uh, which is uh, okay. all about our experiences abroad, <laughs> the nature. I thought this and was this the is first what we're time. doing it. Okay. So okay. the nature, as Jessica was about to say, the nature of this Broads Abroad podcast is women abroad. And when, when we did our last podcast, Jessica and I did a high five, low five, where we talked about the top five things that keep people abroad and also the five biggest challenges that may, and we didn't want to call them lows, but really they're kind of the hurdles and the challenges that make it hard to stay abroad. 
Oh, we can give you some of those. Exactly. That's why we also the solutions, the kinds of things that kept you abroad despite those challenges and how you grew from them. So those are the things. Yeah. And how it almost like makes you stronger and makes you want to stay longer. And why I think you guys make this and a good experience. You guys make nice. it stronger and easier to <laughs> Did she lose her headphone? <laughs> I, did, I tried to rip it she out. Like, them. Get out of here. The trials so, and tribulations of broadcast podcasts. Right. And okay. so when we did our low five, one of the five that we came up with was, and I'm just going to go right out and start with this. One of the low five, and if you are curious what those are, just listen back. Mm-hmm episode two, but um, but what one of the low fives was emergencies, like dealing with emergencies or really crazy stuff while overseas, while away from your families. Welcome to the present. Exactly. And so that's why I thought, you know what, why not unpack that one a little bit? Because we never really got a chance to do that in our last episode. Um, I was, I specifically kind of put that on my low five list because I, I mean, I've been abroad tw- almost 12 years now, 11 years, wow. I don't know, something like that. And, yeah. um, and I've, I've experienced some pretty significant, I would say emergency situations like ER visits and um, even travel emergency yeah, and whatnot. Whatever. And those types of situations throw you into an entirely different realm of um, comfort and, yeah. and coping and even like, deciding or choosing to stay because sometimes when those situations hit your first instinct is to go home like go home it to your is, home country. or go to your safety area uh-huh. um even i mean i had the opportunity <laughs> to live an experience with ashley oh, Kate, with ashley being in the ER. in or, where yeah. oh were you yeah. in the er with us we have Lindy yeah. and a baby. Yeah, but like, oh, look, we've got more people. Good. Wait, why was Jessica? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jessica has been in the R with me. I have her. With Kate. Yeah, I've been yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a community of ER visits. Right. She was with me in the ER. I was with her in the EVR. So why don't you guys share with us a little bit about what that experience was? What was the like? Mine wasn't a was good experience. What was the challenge? Well, just it's not general, supposed to be good, Kate. It's not. But okay. How did you get through it? I mean, what advice well, would you give to people living abroad of what worked and what didn't? Okay, well, I can start. Um, I unfortunately I was having some like abdominal pain, and. I didn't really understand what was going on. I had gone to our school doctor, who is a certified doctor, um, a couple times. And, you know, we had talked over the week, but she was like, look, I need you to go get a lab done. So really, it wasn't the ER. My bad experience came with our lab technicians here because I got an ultrasound um, and she was like, okay. And again, this was Kate's really bad Spanish mixed with uh, the technician's not so great English, but you know, I basically said, look, if it's serious enough, call my doctor, Um, which, okay, so fast forward. But anyway, so on the lab results, they basically said, look, I think there's a mass on your appendix. Also, I think there's a cyst on your ovary, but the mass on the appendix was the the concern because I thought I had uh, appendicitis. So then later I'm texting our school doctor and she's like, well, what did they say? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think it was that serious. I told him to call you if it wasn't a big deal. And she's like, hold on. So she ended up calling the lab and then texted me right back and said, 
you need to go to the emergency room right now. And at the time, Ashley, who's my roommate, wasn't here. And so I just started bawling. I started freaking out because Mm -hmm. I don't speak Spanish very well. Like that's already a very shocking, like, okay, I need to drive myself to the emergency room. So as I'm driving, I'm leaving her voice messages of panic. I'm leaving our other friends, Guy, voice messages of panic. Like somebody meet me at this emergency room. I don't even know what I'm in for. Um, And I I did. I got to the emergency room and luckily um, both of them were there to meet me. Um, And the doctor spoke English, which was very nice. And honestly, like the situation, I was very happy that it was um, so thorough because the doctor's like, look, it's not appendicitis, but we want to hold you for a couple days just to make sure. My biggest issue was the insurance kerfuffle because mm-hmm. that's what happened. You know, I was in I was in the hospital for two days. There really wasn't a point. I was missing school, and I basically was like, I'm leaving, and they're like, okay, well, we'll handle it with your insurance later. And unfortunately, the insurance here. I don't know. I was dealing with our broker and it was basically, they missed a number, but long story shorter, I, I'm out 50,000 pesos, which again, I recognize from, you know, my own country of the United States, that would have been 50,000 US dollars, but still that was, that was kind of my bad experience. Let's, let's talk about that just for a second though, because that's so fascinating to say that like it was 50,000 pesos here in Mexico, which in the States might've been $50,000, which in Canada, you would have just given your healthcare card. And so right. there is that element of we're all very used to a certain type of healthcare, a certain type of paying. And so dealing with any kind of emergency situation is, it's not just scary because it's an emergency. It's right. scary because it's uncharted territory. You're like, I don't know who to call. I don't know what to do. I don't right. know where to go. And so there's that entire element. I mean, we're, we're focusing on this topic for Mimi and Lindy, who kind of popped in during Kate's story, which is just one of many examples of, of times when we've experienced kind of like those hardships or those emergency situations abroad. But we are focusing on that topic today because uh, we are kind of in one of those situations right now. Sort, I mean, I say kind of, but really like full I mean, in. We are. I mean, we're totally in it. Yeah, we're living that. And I think. Oh, oh, Kate raised her hand. What? Someone, someone's echo. Who's. Yeah, I think that. But I think that's a big thing that I struggled with the anxiety of, you know, the coronavirus. Do I go uh-huh. back to the States or not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really, the ultimate decision to stay in Mexico, not just, you know, we have fewer cases than the United States, but I'm fully covered. Mm-hmm. because of your work like I'm fully covered here I'm not fully covered in the United I'm not even close to being covered in the United States so well exactly and when you're when you're Canadian for example and you come from somewhere that does have um health care public health care you lose that when you lose your residency status and so right. my family again also is looking at that like well in Canada we don't have we don't have healthcare. We need to live there for six months before we get our healthcare back and pay taxes into that system, obviously. And in Mexico, we're fully covered with our private health, health insurance through our employment, which is supposed to be global. But as Kate referenced, it, it's, a, it's a nightmare wherever you are trying to deal with insurance, no yeah. matter where you are. And can I just point mm-hmm. out how cute that little baby is? Lindy has logged on with her baby. Yeah. 
And it, it, it may not be an emergency situation, but let's just like, oh, she lost her head and her head is back. <laughs> but that let's just, let's just even say like having a baby abroad, you're, yeah, you're going through that whole process and pregnancy exactly. and, and other emergency situations that come along with pregnancy that some of us have had to deal with. Um, I think all of those pieces, Carla, I mean, you mentioned, you know, how all of us have um, these different challenges of being abroad and how much we rely not only on the system, but also on each other. Mm -hmm. So I think like just having that, um, that community, community connection with the people that not only are at your school, but also that family of friends around, because these emergencies are real. They do come up. We're living this challenge right now and being abroad, understanding what it means in, you know, COVID-19 crossing borders mm -hmm. right now and still working, knowing, okay, well, to what extent do I make the choice that's committing myself right. to the company that I'm working with, which mm -hmm. is also the healthcare that Kate just mentioned that, you know, we're covered under, uh, under these particular, you know, policies versus going back to home where we know, where we know it, we just know it. That's our safety okay. net. That's where our families are. That's where we know, you know, quote unquote, know our systems. Right. But mm -hmm. at that same time, there's so much uncertainty. So how do we deal with that? And what I think is really special about what we're living right now is look at where we're following those recommendations and guidelines that are worldwide. We're all doing this quarantine and all of us are finding this connection, which is an extended version of what we did in our real life, where we were mm -hmm. together and supporting each other, physically being there for each other in hospitals when you know, um, when Lindy's baby was born and well, both babies, obviously, but you know, I'm just talking about like recent situations and, you know, like with, uh, hospitalizations that Kate just mentioned earlier, that's not what you do. I mean, you do that for your family and our friends are your family abroad. So I just wanted yeah. to bring that up because I, I think it's a really important piece for me, Jessica, like the, I think the low about living abroad in the emergencies is the confusion that comes along and mm -hmm, yeah. even the language barrier or uh, just using different systems, but I think um, for me, I've I've been to the emergency a couple times here, and it's been it's the people Colorful. that I've gotten. To, <laughs> I know the people I've gotten to know here, and just the support that you that you build with your community when you're international. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we're particularly fortunate here in Monterey, or if that's something that people everywhere are fortunate enough to have, but yeah. that that really makes such a difference for our lives. And our yeah. school um, has also been very supportive anytime we've had those issues. There's, mm -hmm. there's a contact person that you can call and say, here's the situation and, and they're available 24 seven, which is yeah. just like our friends and family, which really helps a lot. No, well, and that's sure. the case. That's that's the case with when you do work for an organization or a school or a business. Like you usually do have an HR person or somebody <laughs> that you can contact that helps you through that process. But then there are those situations where you um, maybe you end up becoming self-employed or you're you don't have the HR go-to, and and situations might become a little bit more stressful or intense but but then sometimes maybe your language evolves in a way that you're able to maneuver your way through those situations better i mean even, even as much as you can communicate yeah exactly even yeah. as much as like a fender bender i i had a bit of a fender bender and um remember that <laughs> and i had one percent left on my cell phone i had both kids in my car and i remember calling my our school's hr person and i just told literally said my where i was before my phone died. And I stood on the corner on Morona's Prieto, okay. which is like extremely busy. And 
lo and behold, there he was. He showed up like 10 minutes later in his suit and tie, ready to like maneuver my, me through this whole situation. And he did an amazing job. And, and so in a lot of cases, if you work for an organization or a, a, a company or a school, and that's why I think it's important when you do go abroad to try to follow the right steps to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success in these situations, you know, an organization that does provide that for you. For it sure. makes and it a lot easier that? when you're dealing with that. Oh no, you're so right. It makes it a lot easier in that organization. I was um, just really curious. I was just going to ask Lindy when she comes oh, back. She <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lindy, come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lindy, about your experience. Lindy. I mean, you had, you know, babies here. Can you just share with us a little bit about what that was like being a foreigner yeah. and and also at the time, not working for a school system. So can you just share with us a little bit about what worked and didn't work? In your yes, sorry about my dog. Yeah. And I love, I love how Lindy was like literally, literally messaging us being like, oh, you guys are online. I'm going to join the chat. And then she joined us and we're like, hey, podcast. Surprise. Um, yeah, so I live here. I'm not working in the school, but my husband is, as you guys know. But the one thing that came to my mind when you guys were talking about emergency situations and being in another country, my for my time at the hospital was the hardest part was when I was not like I had a C-section with my first baby, and I was drugged up, obviously. To deal with the pain and when the nurses would come in some nurses spoke english but most of them didn't when no. they came in i could not communicate with them at all it was yeah. super frustrating as to bounce off of lindy's point when i was admitted i went almost 36 hours without food because i didn't realize i was supposed to call myself to place an order you know in the united states they just bring you food it was until like I got visitors and, you know, Ashley had called, but it was my vice principal who came and visited me and Jessica as well. She came and visited me, but my vice principal came and I was like, I'm literally dying. They won't feed me. I thought they were like just against me. And he, <laughs> she picked up the phone and was like, what the, you know, what is going on here? And they were like, oh, she never called. Okay, well, you know that. Yeah. I, but that why would you know that? But yeah. that Kate I, is that Kate is like the most perfect yeah. example of a tiny little detail yeah. that you might met, miss. Well, and that, it's so interesting how many people that we encounter on a day to day that do speak bilingually, and then yeah. when you're in hospitals or when you're in the visa office or you're in places. Yeah. That None. you would ex that's that's where you would expect them to hire, and it's so fascinating that you get there and you're like, ah, like gas you know, attendants like seem can't. to speak more English than the yeah, nurses and sometimes, and bless I'm like, them for the work they do, but it oh, is no. really challenging for us. <laughs> oh no, mm -hmm. I don't have that vocabulary in my back pocket of like, yeah. oh, I, right, I and even if you even if you think you're successful with language, the moment you're in one of those situations, you lose all your vocabulary. Oh, well, and because it's an emergency work. situation, I mean, you're you're and it gives, and you're drugged and yeah. And, and Lindy drugs like being cut open. Wow. <laughs> what about you, Lindy? What experience have you had? Men on our broadcast. I love no. broadcast podcast. Yeah, maybe have you had situations like that? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. 
Oh, no, I'm just wondering if you had an emergency situation that you can kind of share what your experience was and how it was solved or what your challenges were. Mm, I'm lucky enough that I haven't had to go to the hospital or do any of that oh, stuff. Wow. Yeah. Oh, but luckily, I mean, Chaz's brother is a doctor, so whenever I need anything, I just call him. There you uh, go. So him. it is the family. It goes back to the family and friends. The exactly. Friends you create to be and a family. It, and it also goes back to like that we're all here in different statuses. I mean, Mimi is married to somebody from here in Mexico. Mimi yeah. is from Canada, married to someone from Mexico. And so her situation might look a little bit different. Lindy is here married to another expat and they had their two children here. I moved here to Mexico with two children that I had had in Korea. Like everybody's kind of in a different situation. Wait, the other know. three of us are very strong single ladies. <laughs> that very strong. Yeah, yeah. 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 I know that's like oh, I, I was waiting for our demographic to be mentioned, uh -huh. and that the other <laughs> three are strong independent they were Thank like, you. Oh, we're, um, yeah. we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> because... Those, those, those hermits. <laughs> those you are anything but a hermit. In fact, no, I, I, I truly feel like my most fun nights are when I go out with all my single lady friends, like to Elton's karaoke, Jamio. Oh. I'm not sure what to call it. Exactly. Go, well, you, you turned it into karaoke. Yeah. It was a piano bar, but you turned it into karaoke. You're I'm like, sorry. I <laughs> may take that mic. I might turn this podcast into karaoke, shall oh, I? Yeah. No. It was okay. a promise on the yeah. last episode that that would happen. It was. Oh, um, that was just the baby floating and no Lindy, <laughs> and that freaked me out so much. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I do love I do love that we have a baby on this podcast because it is broad the broad and there are we've got roommates, we've got friends, we've got We've got professionals, we've got moms, we've got teachers, we've got entrepreneurs, we've got this realm of people, of women that live abroad and tackle life and, and work and friendship and family and all of these different things. And what's amazing is you look at the five of us even, and we're only a small handful of our, our community, but we rely on each other so, so much. And... Um, <laughs> As everyone's <laughs> counting and going five, four, I'm sorry, five. <laughs> there's five, like seven. There's right? five windows. <laughs> I agree. There's five so, windows. I so, can see how that would come. Kind of so five is not a math teacher. Let's just. <laughs> That's not. That okay, is not okay, a math teacher. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Wait. No. Speaking of speaking of teaching, speaking of teaching, let's just address the fact that like, so we we started <laughs> we did start this episode talking about like the uniqueness of coronavirus, and all of us right now we were in a just a group hangout An for situation. Yeah, for just to socialize because we're all practicing social distancing as we all should be. <laughs> Except for those two. Yeah, but those two live together. So that we live together. together. We can't help it. Look at that. But yeah, are you gonna yell the baby? The baby is with her mom. Sierra, why are you not social distancing? You are way yes, too close Sierra, to your mom right now. But yeah, Jessica, I might say, why are you not social distancing? Mm. But um, I will just honestly say though, like the the challenge for me personally, being a mom and a teacher right now during this time, and uh, shifting back and forth from my own house with my screen, like I have literally learned how to use. And I'm a pretty avid, forward-thinking, innovative teacher, but I swear I have learned more in the past week 
than ever before. And not only like have I learned more, sweater on. <laughs> like how to put my sweater on really fast when students are logging in because I'm wearing oh, tennis tops. I just have to can say, I just say Kyla. it's 37 degrees here right now. It's so and so I'm, I'm in a tank top most days. And then my students log in like every hour and I'm like, ah, and I have to throw a sweater on. But I will say like, not only have I learned a gazillion new platforms and ways to differentiate and like refresh my pedagogy as an, as an educator. And also as a singer, I'm reconnecting with musician friends and I'm super excited about that. But also I'm learning about how to be a better or maybe worse parent. I haven't decided yet. We're in week one, but homeschooling my own children while trying to maneuver my way through distance learning with my students and also tap into, you know, not putting too much pressure on myself to hit all of my personal goals in this time that I have. I mean, it's a lot. And so I'm testing myself as a parent um, with my own kids with regards to my expectations of them and my patience with them and all of that. So I will say that I think all of us are experiencing new challenges through this uh, process. And I think that there's something to be said, and I don't want to lessen anybody else's experience, but there is very much something to be said about going through this, through this. when you are not in the presence of your family and your home community. There's something really unique about that experience, about uh, you know connecting online and people are saying, when are you coming home? We want you here, we want you safe. And you're like, but I am home and I am safe. And, and there's like a bit of a push and a pull. And, and I find that it's really telling about a, the strength of our own community and the comfort we feel in what we call home. And also B the pull home to your home country that comes more in an emergency situation. Like Lindy, you were talking about a C-section um that you weren't planning on kate you were talking about you know thinking that you had a growth something on your appendix and going to the emergency room and that that fear i mean i before my son was born my first child i experienced a miscarriage in korea and my first inclination my first instinct was to be on a plane home like i was like i'm going home i can't have a baby here but i should be able to have a baby in canada and i think it's it's any emergency situation exactly. i mean the appendectomy even right mm -hmm. now the coronavirus mm -hmm. i mean i literally had a, a bit of an anxiety attack i mean ashley had a, and a bunch of people had to talk me off the ledge but mm -hmm. you know last weekend last friday i was like I got to go. I got to get out of here. And it was that feeling of being trapped. Yeah. Even though if we are not able to get to our house right now, we're in a safer spot, but I think it's any emergency situation you, people don't understand. And we're naturally very independent people. The, the lifestyle we've chosen as international teachers, um, I think we're very independent, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I think anybody in an emergency situation you want to be around your family, but you guys are our family. Like we have developed our own secondary family. And that's what I don't think our first, our primary families understand is that, you know, like you were saying, Kyla, they're like, we want you mm -hmm. home. And it's like, but I, I have a support home. system. This is my home. support system. And sometimes we need to tell ourselves that, that this is our family. Like we don't hug, but we're pretty much sisters. <laughs> 
and we have each other for a moment. You guys hug. I don't hug We don't. We don't hug. It's a very sweet. We're like, we'll hug everybody and then we'll get to each other and we're like, see you at home. Okay. I also have my sister, so it's not a Yeah, it's not a, it's not, we're just like, see you at home. All right. Well, exactly, but that's the thing, is your relationships with everybody are different and unique as they would be at home, but but there is this this tug and this push and pull and you guys keep touching on Kate like you've mentioned a few times the importance of community and when Jessica and I did our high five low five episode that was both of our number one high five was yeah it totally resonated it it really is because without that number one high of community and a circle and a network however you might shape that and you might have a few different pockets where you fit in and where you shape that and that's fine but those pockets that you find community within are really what allow you to, to, endear, to endure and to push through the challenges and turn those challenges into successes. And I think right now this coronavirus is one more challenge. So I, I think right now, um, I think we should sort of pause or end this episode, but I want everyone to just take a moment and think of like maybe one word that uh, resonates with you with regards to how you're pulling through or pushing through this particular experience or any experience that you've been through. Think of maybe a word or a phrase that you might want to share with our listeners slash watchers. Like we do, we are going to post this, you guys. Like FYI, tell Chaz, Mimi, tell Chaz, he is going to be on our broad the broad. And like, oh, yes. Yeah, whenever you're ready. Family and during the whole coronavirus. So last Mm -hmm. Saturday, I flew to to a beautiful family vacation with my mother, my sisters, all of their, all of my Mm -hmm. nieces and nephews. And it just seems that the whole world changed. (laughs) Coronavirus became a serious thing. And on my way there, I had a panic attack on the airplane. I was freaking out because my daughter, three-year-old, cannot stop touching everything. We were in the bathroom. She was touching things with her mouth. Oh, my God. Use that meme that was like, ah, that gif. Anyway, once I got with my family, I thought I would be more calm because I'm with my mother, my sisters, everybody. It's my family. But my husband was back here in Monterey and this is where my home is. Mm-hmm. I felt completely detached and I don't know, it was like a feeling of insecurity, you. I guess. And so just to like reiterate how great this community is and I know it was being away from my husband in our little family unit, but there was something about like not being in our home, not being back here that I felt completely unsettled. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't take it well I ended up getting a flight back earlier than expected because I just yeah. couldn't handle it was just insane yeah. the whole world yeah. was shutting down absolutely and it was amazing Lindy well, like the way that you the way that you and your family talked through that crisis and you were all there and they also were trying to make their way back home and deciding do we go early how do we, because you were all in the air and like amidst traveling when this all kind of happened. Yeah, it just kind of blew up pretty mm-hmm. much when we all landed there. And just, yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be a beautiful vacation at the beach. It was going to be amazing. But no, nobody could really enjoy it. 
And yeah. now your baby keeps losing her head. So pretty much. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> we're talking about the virtual piece. The virtual piece, the visual, the visual. <laughs> <is crazy. laughs> if you're not watching and you're just listening, that won't make Absolutely any sense. <laughs> no, but I think that's so important what you mentioned, Lindy, is that I, I really, um, as I was listening to you and you were sharing how, how much you valued that, you know, your family unit and coming back here, that community is essential to be successful living abroad especially mm -hmm. in these kinds of un, unprecedented because that's what it is kind of emergency no one has a formula for this there's no um you know there's no steps of this is what you do and this what doesn't work as well we're building the plane as we're flying it so i feel, mm -hmm. i feel that that's um uh, a challenge but also really exciting because of the family community that we have we're not desperate to go back um, as much as we miss home we all um, know that this is temporary it's something that will pass and what gets us through it is conversations like this we're able to connect um, you know visually using the technology tools that are available to us and more importantly we have people to connect to because we've created those relationships so yeah well, I and I was even important I was kind of weary today of I mean I've I visited a few people through this process but um, you know I, I at first kind of thought that a, a virtual dinner was kind of a, a funny idea but it really like it feels warming to even just have conversations again and yeah. to talk mm -hmm. to everyone about their experience I didn't really value that as much as I, I thought I would. So it's well, really exactly. and now this will happen every week. Even and how, and, and how <laughs> fun is it that we turned your virtual dinner into Jessica and I were planning on doing That's our podcast. And here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Exactly. And, and, and so going back to your, your message, uh, Kyla, you're, you're sharing with us that, you know, you're looking what phrase or what word. And I think that's mm -hmm. a really great, strong piece to kind of bring this, this section together. Um, what, what are some of the things that you guys are thinking about? What would be a word or a phrase that would bring us together? I mean, I think, I think you hit it. I think it's that community, that secondary family for me. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you yeah. know, when you said say a word, I'm like, that's just it. It's having, mm -hmm. having that community, having that secondary family, mm -hmm. no matter where you go, it's so important to develop those relationships where you feel comfortable. Um, um, and that can be a mentor mentee, that can be a sister brother, that can be any kind of relationship, but you need, you need a support system. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely. They say that the, uh, sorry. Choose, right? <laughs> that what, sorry, again? They say that the friends that you, that, that you are with are the family you choose. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think we've you? all chosen very well. Yeah, Maybe. we have. Yeah, what would you say? Because we chose each other. Nice one, Kyla. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like, we can compliment our group like that. It is Wine Wednesday, after all. Okay, Mimi? Mimi, do you have a phrase? Uh, well, actually, it was... <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I feel like, exactly, home is where you are with the people that you love. Like, I was in Canada yeah, last, recently. well, two weeks ago. And my mom was just like, no, you need to get back with Chaz. Like, Chaz is your family now. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. he is. And yeah. so even though, like, all of this crazy stuff was happening, I was like, I'm still, like, I'm home, but I'm not home. If Chaz yeah. was with me, I would be home. So it depends on who you're with and where you yeah. are. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I think exactly being home is with the people that you love and the people that you choose. And home, be- home develops an entirely new meaning when you yes. live abroad. Right. Exactly. Right. Ashley or Lindy? I can go. I, I was thinking about was security, which sounds like a strange word. but You I have a baby. That. It's a pretty important word. <laughs> you have a baby and a three-year-old. Yeah. I just felt very like insecure. Like just, I didn't feel safe when mm-hmm. I wasn't back here. And I mean, that has to do with my small family unit, but it also has to do with our community and how like we can count on each other for anything. Although it's a different country that we're used to grow up in. (laughs) But um, yeah, we know that we're all here together. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sierra. I love Sierra. Yeah, we love you too. Yeah. It's sad. I know. Oh, she's gone again. Decapitated. <laughs> she's again, like, Mom. it is just on the background. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ashley? Um, and I feel like I'm just reiterating the same thing. Um, I know that for me, through all these emergencies and situations, it's been an adventure uh, going through all of it with everyone. Um, and I think keeping it, you know, use, finding a community that can keep you positive and um, making sure that you're getting through the situation as best as you can is, is so important. And I really mm-hmm. appreciate that about all of you guys. And, and we've had a lot of anxiety and stress and we always find a way to make sure we all are seeing the the bright side and and getting through it the best we can so yes absolutely um, i would say hope yeah. i would say hope. yeah hope yeah um that word really came to my mind and resonated as we were talking about community and family and so on and none of us focused on financial disparity those kinds of challenges i mean i think that um at the end of it that community sense but more moving forward what kind of ties this episode about what are the what what is our takeaway from living abroad in an emergency situation and to be honest because of the choices all of us have made i would say that i'm left with the word hope what about you like that um I was thinking just because a few of the things that I mentioned with regards to this emergency and or this, I guess, strange scenario that we're in globally and also previous ones that I've encountered both individually through pregnancy and as a mom, um, I would really say one for me is, is uh, two words that stand out would be resiliency mm-hmm. and agility, like just yeah. rolling with the punches. And adapting to those things and also using those things like say language barriers in an ER room as a opportunity to grow in your own understanding about the way the world works, about the way that other people have to deal with those changes and those challenges when they come to say uh, the country you're from Mm -hmm. and uh, the challenges that other people face and perspective and all those things. So just that ability to be agile to be flexible, to learn and find support as you can and to gain perspective when you can, I think is really important. So yeah, I would say resiliency and agility are my keywords that I would take from that. Um, I think that's a great, that's a great place to uh, pause this episode and be able to build on the next. I think that we've touched on a lot of really key important points about what it means 
and what challenges um, you face living abroad and as a woman living abroad and what the kind of connection is all about. And I think that, I think that we hit it. So that was, we did. And we didn't, we didn't really even talk much about work, which is crazy. Cause that usually ends wow. up. Being- I know. Oh. Well done. People. Next podcast yes. broadcast. We'll be a part <laughs> of that one too. Oh, I like that. We're calling it a podcast broadcast, broads abroad podcast broadcast. This is getting to be a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> oh, and we're already branching. We're already branching. <laughs> you know what? Talking about spontaneity, spontaneity and agility, like, thank you, ladies. Like, Lindy, I don't even think you and Sierra knew in your forest background well, that you were going to no be head. Your baby's got no head. I'm very disturbed. <laughs> Again, the virtual reality for those of <laughs> But you know what, guys? Thank you for your willingness. Like, this started as a little bit of a hangout just for fun and then Jessica and I said let's do this and you guys did and in the nature of broads abroad we just went with went with it and and um talked about what we felt was important so thank you ladies for joining us thank you for a great successful episode three and we look forward to the next now we bust out the theme thanks ladies for doing that (laughs) oh here's the thing that Katie promised you would sing I love big. I thought that was not appropriate, so I chose not to sing that song. All right, okay, we're we're gonna save that for another one. Okay, family. There you go. All right, I got all my sisters with me. All right, love you guys. Love you guys.